Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Sign of the Dollar. Now, I know it's been a very long time since I've released a podcast, and that's just been because I've been extremely busy with uh, my ACTs, my schoolwork, and also a rap project that I've been working on. But nevertheless, I'm back, and I'm here with Vince. So how are you, Vince? It's been quite a while since we've spoken, but uh, we have an interesting topic to discuss today. Uh, well, yes, we are discussing philosophy, and it's great that we're f- discussing philosophy at a time where I'm like, extremely tired and also have a little bit of a cold and (laughs) wi-fi is pretty terrible but yeah other than that i'm doing great and you know thanks for having me back on Uh, that's no problem we always have good discussions but anyway today you had actually sent me um a few screenshots of a discussion that you were having with uh, one of your classmates i believe it was was it one of your classmates yeah it's one of my classmates right okay your 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 audio is breaking but we're just gonna have to deal with that um Right. So uh, the it was an interesting um, conversation that you were having uh, with her. Uh, and would you like to introduce what you were talking about so that we can uh, delve into it directly? Sure. I guess I'll basically just kind of like somewhat read off of what I was talking about. So this whole discussion is based off of the idea like, okay, why why do people deserve equal rights? Like, do people really deserve equal rights? And now, the common justification for that is a justification in, you know, say the Declaration of Independence, which is that all people are created equally. But the thing is, um, I'm agnostic personally. And the question I had was, if you don't believe in any type of God, um, then created equal in the eyes of who exactly? You know, because we're not all created equal physically, biologically. You know, some are smart. Some right. people, are, we are all different, right? Some people are smarter, dumber. Why does the weaker, I mean, sorry, sorry, I meant to say sh- smarter and stronger. Why does the weaker and dumber person deserve the same rights as the smart and strong person? I mean, physically and biologically speaking, we are not all created equal. So from an atheist point of view, why does that person deserve to be treated equally? And the answer I've heard oftentimes is basically, well, that's just kind of, it's just a humanity. You know, we're just, it's just, you know, we got to be nice to each other, kind to each other because we got to act like humans. And, but the question, my response to that is like, what does it mean to be human? You know? From an atheist point of right. view, we're all just really intelligent animals, you know, and animals kill each other all the time, dispose of the weak, you know, um, and just if we're just animals in nature, I mean, biologically speaking, not everyone is equal, you know, in nature, the strong prey on and eliminate the weak all the time. And the enlightenment and Lockean philosophy is basically, it was based off of an interpretation of Christianity for that reason. I mean, enlightenment philosophers believe that the reason people deserve equal rights and deserve to elect governments uh, was because every person is created equally in the eyes of God. And therefore, no human being really has the right to claim authority over one another without the consent of that party. Because, again, we're all created equally in the eyes of God. That's why that's the reason why you have to treat everyone equally. Right. Um, this is kind of contrary right. to previously in human history where justification is just. I'm ruling over you and I'm enslaving you because I've proved I'm superior to you, whether that was a battle or I proved I'm smarter than you, you know? Um, But without the idea that we're all created equally in the eyes of God, why are we all equal? You know, and why should we all be treated as equally? Because equally, because biologically, physically speaking, mentally speaking, we're not all equal. I mean, the the atheist just says we're intelligent animals. So what's, what makes us inclined to act any differently? You know? Why shouldn't we just be like animals and do whatever it takes to survive and prosper, you know, not caring about how it affects others? The only answer then is that there is something that makes us different from humans as I mean, from animals as humans. But scientifically speaking, we're all just, you know, animals. 
which means that the principle that all people have equal access to rights should can only be justified by divine forces. That's basically what I was arguing. Right. Okay. So um, I, I there's a lot of things there that I do agree with, but then there's a few things that I disagree with. And I think that really lies in the basis of wh whether we're talking about being equal, being treated equal, or having equal rights. They're all completely different things. And I completely agree with you that people are not created equal. Um, I'm not much of a, um, a theist. I mean, I, I am more of a theist than I am an atheist. But like you, I'm agnostic. So it's not like I have this inherent belief that everybody's created equal. And that's actually one of the biggest problems I have with Christianity, uh, the idea that everyone is created equal and therefore people must um, treat each other equally. People must uh, love everyone the same way regardless of who they are because obviously there are terrible people that I don't think people should love. I think love is an earned quality, but that's a, th a thing to um, discuss for another podcast. But basically the idea is that, yes, we're not equal. That That's a fact. Um, it's commu communist societies and socialist societies that try to emphasize uh, the supposed fact that we are equal, but that's not true. The fact is that people are born differently. Some people have inherent advantages over others. Some people uh, work harder, which lead them to be more advantaged than other people in certain areas. And people may say, oh, okay, then some people are better at this. Some people are better at that. It just balances out. But that's not true either. Even if we're talking from a moral standpoint, it's hard to really come to an objective moral measure of who is a better person. But there still are common moral uh values that we have that we can come to using our reason and know that, okay, a rapist, a murderer, these are bad people. Even socialist, communists, most of these people can agree on that fact. And for that reason, we can say somebody who is a hard worker, somebody who uh, doesn't do any of these things is a morally better person than uh, the person who's a rapist, a murderer, or what have you. So it is, of course, absolutely true that people should, uh, people are not equal. And then that brings me to the point about being people being treated equally. Once again, I don't think that should happen. That's the idea of communism, e equality of outcome. So if, if for example, I work harder than, than my peer, I'm going to get more money. I'm going to get more appreciation, probably. I'm going to get, in general, more advantages when it comes to uh, materialistic things, but also when it comes to immaterial things, such as happiness, things like that. Likely, my success is going to bring me satisfaction. So I am going to technically be treated differently. And that is a result of my hard work. That is a result of my, uh, maybe a result of my inherent superiority over my peers. So people aren't treated equally, even though we say that we are. And when people say that we should be treated equally, they're mainly referring to the concept of rights. So now that brings me to the last point, and that is the concept of rights. So the thing is, what distinguishes rights from, in general, how you treat people is that rights are what we consider inherent. A lot of people say that rights are given by the government, um, but a lot of, uh, especially libertarians, believe that God, rights are alien inalienable. So, um, like, whether they're given by God or whether they, they just exist from birth, um, they're inalienable. I'm messing up saying that word, but uh, you get the point. Um, and what basically what that means is that there are certain rights that everybody deserves regardless of whether they are superior to their peers or not. So that's why things like healthcare, income, shelter, food can't be considered rights because there are things that you have to earn. And that's why people who have more food, more better shelter, stuff like that, um, that's going to happen regardless in a capitalist society. And um, 
that's because people are not equal. But the fact is, the certain rights that we have, hey, such you're, as you're like freedom of out, speech, like really freedom bad. of expression, um, freedom like to like self-defense, things like that, those are... Hold up. What were you saying? You were good until, like, healthcare. After you said, like, healthcare, the, the, like, the whole... <laughs> so what I was basically saying, the point I was trying to make is that um, even if certain people have equal rights, the treatment that people get is still going to be different. For example, in the U.S., most people have, I mean, you could say that people do have uh, the rights given to them by the Constitution. But at the end of the day, there are people who earn more money. There are people who um, get better treatment from others. And that's simply because of the fact that we're all different. So we're going to get different treatment. But we do have these inherent rights. And the reason that we believe that these rights should be um, granted to everyone is because of the fact that they're inherent and inalienable. And they come because of our qualities of being human. So that means that, yes, some people will be superior to others. Some people will be inferior to others. And I think that's just a fact that people can't deny. People are, oh, some people are better at this thing and some people are better at that thing. And then it just equals out and people are equal at the end of the day. No, I don't think that's true. Because if you really believe that's true, then communism and socialism doesn't seem like much of a bad idea. <laughs> because if everyone's equal, then uh, it doesn't make much. I mean, it makes some sense at least that they get equal treatment but the thing is they're not they um some people work harder some people are more physically superior some people are, are more mentally superior and because of that we have um different treatment but we still have these inherent rights that are granted to everyone because of the fact that first of all we don't have an objective measure of saying who's better and who's worse but we also also because we believe that these rights are inalienable and come to us because we are humans and these rights should be granted to everyone. But that does not mean, once again, that people are treated equally. So that, I think that's where you need to draw the distinction. And then once you draw that distinction, you can understand why we believe that rights should be granted to everyone, regardless of their uh, mental, physical capabilities. Right. So I, I probably should have distinguished. Yeah, when I mean treated equally, I mean in terms of like negative rights, like not so much like you deserve everyone deserves to be talked to nicely or everyone deserves housing or whatever you know i, I mean more like equal i, I was talk, i should have have said that but i was talking specifically like about rights but okay so you said that basically rights are inalienable and they come basically in our you know because we're like it's like an innate human quality that we all that is that these rights are inalienable but i kind of yeah. I'm, I'm kind of questioning that like where like what justify if without saying you know it's because of our creator where do those rights come from exactly, though? So those rights, we can... Well, the reason we have them, the reason we've instated them in society is because, firstly, it's the most pragmatic way of running society. And I know your friend had said something about pragmatism as well, and you can uh, dwell on that, and we can get to that as well. But basically, what I'm trying to say is that it's the most reasonable way to run society. And it is, we can reason, we can use our reason, we can use um, rationality to justify why it would be unfair and uh, morally incorrect to um, selectively grant rights to people and take them away from certain people. So uh, I know you're talking about uh, treatment in terms of rights, but that's why I say that rights and treatment is different in the sense that people, all people deserve rights. And, you know, when you were talking about the fact that people are different, people are not created equally necessarily um, from an atheist point of view, from a biological uh, point of view, from a physical point of view, from a mental point of view, all of that is correct. But what does what that means is not 
that we don't give people equal rights, but that means we treat people according to how they are and how they have, uh, how they treat you, how they act in general. So that's why the way that people are born and the way that people are different and uh, in the sense that maybe they're less hardworking, they're less physically, mentally capable, the, the way you treat them is different, but the rights that you grant them are the same. And while it's hard to say that rights come from a specific source, we have very good reasons as to why we grant rights to everyone. And we also have not only pr- pragmatic reasons, but also moral reasons as to why uh, rights should be granted to everyone. Well, okay, so you want to talk about, we talk about the pragmatism, and I, there's a lot of truth to that, right? Like a, in a libertarian um, society where basically everyone is treated with equal rights, you know, obviously people are going to be the most innovative, the most happy. They're going to, they're not really going to exactly be leading a revolt if everyone's treated equally. But then you yeah. could talk about, you know, what about the physically and mentally disabled? You know, like people without hands or legs are not exactly going to be, like handicapped people are not going to be exactly leading an uprising, yet we still consider them to be, have to be treated with equal rights. The same could be said in terms of abortion, right? I mean, unborn fetuses are not exactly going to lead an uprising, but it's still something, I'm not sure, actually, I'm not sure about your stance on abortion, but it's still something that most, you know, right-wingers would consider to be a, a moral sin. But, you know, so that's why I'm saying in terms of just pragmatism alone, I don't think you can really make the argument for totally equal rights to every for everyone, because there are some people who, let's be honest, like handicapped people aren't, they're not exactly going to lead an uprising if we don't treat them equally, you know, but we still grant them equal rights. And then in terms of morals, this kind of comes back to the whole atheist point of view, which is like, where do morals come from? And the atheist says, well, there really is no morals. It's just nature. But if we're just talking in terms of nature, I mean, if we if we're all just human animals in nature, then there's no reason that we can't kill, steal or enslave, you know, the people that basically stand in our way in order to better ourselves and to, you know, better our own survival. So I think that's a common myth that atheists don't really have a source of morality. And I also believe... Well, okay, I'll say this. Oh, no, sorry, can I say... I don't, I don't think that's the, that they don't have a source of morality. I'm just saying their source of morality is pretty much backed by nothing, is kind of what I'm saying. Like, an atheist really cannot rationalize why their morality is right or wrong other than their own subjective sense of, I, I don't know, I just think that's right. No, I, I think that's also where the misunderstanding lies because uh, even even religious people, even though they get a source of their morality in terms of a book, in terms of uh, their their religion, basically, a religion alone cannot be used to justify why something is right or wrong. In order to justify why something is right or wrong, we need to use rationality. We need to use reason. And a, a, a rational atheist person would use reason and rationality to justify their moral standpoints. So although people do have different capabilities and different um, ways in which they think rational, as long as uh, things aren't contradictory, there can be multiple standpoints that are rational. And because of that, more morals actually come from our ability to think rationally and our ability to justify why something is right or wrong instead of just saying, oh, it's because God said so. Because that's an argument from authority. And I'm sure you'd agree that isn't a valid way of justifying why something is right or wrong. Right. Okay. But uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of just like steer it this way, which is like, why is it wrong for me to basically buy a slave? Like what, what, what makes it wrong? Basically, I guess I'll just ask you that kind of. In- well, I mean, you're, I mean, we, we, we do go back to rights when we say that, but we, we can say that the, the reason we're different from animals is because we have greater sense of intelligence, which gives us a greater sense of emotion and a greater sense of ability to think 
like to have empathy for others. And in that sense, and that's one way that you could justify it. For example, you're, you're treating someone terribly. Like you can, you can see why uh, you're treating this person terribly. I mean, they are human and, and, and although they may be different from you, maybe they're a slightly inferior in certain ways. Uh, the, the fact is that they also have, um, they also have the ability to feel, they also have the ability to think. And you're basically lowering them to the point where you're treating them like savages, as if they don't have any of these qualities. So basically, you're treating them like animals. And that's how we can justify, uh, that's one way to justify why it's wrong for you to buy a slave. Uh, another way is when we come to rights. But then when we come to rights, we can justify them uh, using pragmatism. And, and you spoke about how, uh, how it, it may not be um, entirely pragmatic. Can you just uh, say, say that thing again? I am, I'm forgetting what you said. Well, I kind of said that. Yeah, that is true. But there's some groups of people, specifically the handicaps, the, ment- the mentally ill, you know, just babies, you know, like there's certain groups of people that if we treated them poorly, wouldn't be leading a revolt. You know, that's what I basically was saying. Yeah, but e- even if they wouldn't be uh, leading a revolt, we can still use um, we can still use our um you know, we can justify why it's not right to treat them that way. And also in terms of pragmatism, uh, if we do treat them that way, it's not like it's going to be the best possible uh, w- way for us to live if, if, because it'll, it'll cause conflict. And although they can't really do much about it, um, they, they still, it still is like, there still is a sense of guilt involved with the people that are perpetrating uh, these things. And there also is, in general, it doesn't help those people to reach their maximum capabilities. It, it limits them in a way. And that's how it becomes, in a sense, not pragmatic to treat them that way. So even from a, a pragmatist point of view, uh, treating people like not giving, not granting them the rights that they all deserve. And I believe that people do deserve rights, even if they don't deserve uh, certain other things. That's why I don't think that healthcare, um, shelter, stuff like that is, is rights, are rights. A lot of people say that they are, and that's mainly uh more to a socialist uh, viewpoint but back to the main point what i'm right. what i'm trying to say is that granting rights is pragmatic and it is moral and we can justify why it is moral and we've come to that conclusion uh, as we've advanced as humans and that's why we we've come up with these rights it, it, it's basically the the way that we have come up with to run society in the best way like we had slavery we had uh, these things where certain people were not granted rights and it's not like things were better back then we, our world is constantly advancing. Our world is constantly developing. And now we can look back at those times and understand why it was wrong for us to do those things. I, I would just say, I would argue, though, that in some cases of like the mentally ill, the elderly, I guess I guess I'll pick the mentally ill and the elderly, right? Mm-hmm. They're in terms of pragmatism, they're not going to reach this potential that's really going to be of any benefit to society, you know? Well, OK, you, you can you can put it that way. But that's still, you still have, there still is a moral justification as to why you should grant them rights. Because otherwise, even though they do not have the ability to, to express themselves, they do not have the ability to contribute to society to the extent that other people do, um, it's not like they can do much about it. Like, it's not their volition uh, to not do anything. It's not like they're just sitting their asses down and not doing anything. Uh, so that's why we need a, we do need to treat them to a standard that is acceptable well i see i i'm not okay i just want to clarify i'm not trying to be like a sociopath right? right i'm just asking like where like where do these ideas come from like you know we should feel guilty for treating people poorly i mean i agree with that but i'm just wondering i've just been pondering on like where does that emotion come from why should we feel guilty you know like it, it, you you talk about in terms of we should have empathy for others and I, obviously i agree with that but it's just i'm just asking like where does that like come from you know like why 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 should we have empathy for you know someone else to the extent that you know we give we 
respect their rights. You know, we aren't going to go kill and slave or steal from them, right? Like, why should we like feel that towards others? Right. So usually, well, you know, we often refer to animals as savages, right? And right. we also refer to certain groups of people, or we did at least refer to certain groups of people as savages as well, right? right. And that, and that was mainly because of how their uh, how their societies ran and how they basically treated each other. And that was that at that point they didn't have the intelligence to understand that that wasn't the most moral or pragmatic way to act. Now that we've developed as uh, our as a human race and have come to the sense where we have a greater sense of intelligence, we have a greater sense, uh, a greater ability to think in moral terms because of our intelligence and a greater ability to think in pragmatic terms because of our intelligence. Uh, we've organized these these rights, we've organized these kinds of things for our society to run the best possible way. And that's why we're way ahead of animals and way ahead of where we were before. Like this came as as our intelligence increased and as we developed so basically an argument that i make in my book for uh, most moral um conclusions because what we are talking about is essentially moral philosophy uh to, to an extent at least and that is that morality always comes from reason and people make arguments that reason is not the only source of morality and sometimes the thing that is most rational is not the most moral but i understand where people come from when they say that but i disagree with that for example um, I've heard this argument common, commonly uh, f- from religious people, and that is uh, the argument about Nazi Germany. Uh, people say that, okay, during Nazi Germany, uh, during, you know, if you were living in Nazi Germany, you were a German, and you didn't really agree with, you know, the, the Nazi values, uh, and you decided to harbor Jews uh, to, um, you know, hide them in your house to protect them from this tyrannical rule, uh, then in you would actually be doing something that is considered very moral, morally virtuous, but doing something that isn't considered rational. But then I would come to the point of, uh, I would address the point of view where you could say that it is rational because of the fact that it will give you happiness. It will give you a, a sense of accomplishment that you did a good thing. And that's only the basic level. The other level is that, for example, if uh, I knew for sure that me harboring these people and hiding them from uh, the tyrannical government, if I knew that I was going to be caught, if I knew that there was a 99% that I was going to be caught, it actually would not be very moral for me to protect them because in I'm not actually giving them any real protection. And on top of that, I'm evading the responsibility of considering the rationality be- behind my decision to actually harbor them in my house. I could have actually uh, sent them to a place where it would, where it would have been better for them. So in, in that sense, while it does have a good intention of you hiding them there, uh, the very fact that you evaded your responsibility of considering it in rational terms can be considered immoral. So that's also where you come to the point that uh, you say that Morality comes from our ability to think rationally. And on top of that, living morally is the most rational way to live. And that's why if you come to that conclusion, then you can basically say that all uh, all, all moral values are, come, uh, are um, you know, birthed from rationality and everything that is moral is rational. And that's the conclusion that I have reached. And I go into a lot more detail uh, in my book about this. But to relate that back to what we were discussing... Uh, where these, where this comes from, where our our ability to think morally, our ability to, uh, you know, come to the conclusion that we need to grant people rights, we need to feel guilty if we treat people badly, and we there is a standard to which we need to treat people. Uh, that comes from our intelligence, and as a result of our intelligence, our ability to think rationally, and that's where I think it mainly comes from, not from God, 
because there's no uh, you know affirmative way of saying that God really did create us, that God really did gift us with uh, the ability to think uh, rationally, the ability, I mean, you can say the ability to think rationally, but the ability to think morally uh, in that sense without being able to justify why you're doing something, but just know that it's right because God said so and just know it because God created you. But I'm going off on a tangent. My main point is that all of this comes from rationality. All of this comes from reason. And the reason we have it and animals don't is because we're a lot more uh, intelligent and a lot more advanced than them. And the, f- the very fact that we are granting these rights and we are doing things like this is just further aiding to our development. Right, but, but here's here's the thing, though. Can I ask you kind of this is that when you talk about terms of thinking rationally, right. is our goal, basically our purpose in life, right? Our purpose on this earth, is it to look, is it to try to better society and human civilization collectively as a whole? Or is it to better ourselves? Because it, they're two very different perspectives, right? If, if you talk about Nazi Germany, right? If we are just trying to better society and better human civilization as a whole, then yeah, obviously we would try to do whatever we want to help the Jews, right? And if we were trying to better human society as a whole, we wouldn't go stealing from people, killing people, enslaving people. But if we were just trying to look out for ourselves, if our goal in life was just to better ourselves, to look out for our own survival and our own prosperity, then you can rationalize why doing things to others might better yourself right like say i'm I'm just trying to improve myself so for that and i would i'll do the same thing human uh, animals do which is i'll be so, so obsessed with my own survival and be purely looking out for myself that i don't care if i kill people from people i don't kill if i kill people i steal from others you know because i'm just looking out for myself so i guess the ultimate question that i have is is our purpose on this earth to look out for the collective or for ourselves as individuals and i think it's hard to rationalize either of which is correct without really some type of higher moral justification. Okay, so uh, yes, I, I understand your point, but I, I actually know what to say to that, and that is that I would say that it's uh, bettering ourselves individually. But that does not mean that I believe that um, we can do anything just to uh, just for our own prosperity. But uh, that's where I'd say the point comes about the fact that we've advanced and the fact that bettering ourselves, the definition of bettering ourselves and uh, living prosperously has changed radically. For example, years and years ago, thousands of years ago, when we were just cavemen, or when we were like all of the, uh, very much like other animals, even though we were uh, to more uh, more intelligent to an extent, um, at that point, our our basic standard, and you can call this moral or amoral or even immoral, but at that point, I would say it was more amoral than it was immoral or immoral, was that we wanted to survive. So we would kill other people. We would kill animals, we'd kill other people as well, simply so that we could survive. And we could say we were doing that for our own, uh, for ourselves and for our prosperity. But um, now that has changed. And that has changed because we can think, uh, we can think more rationally, we can think more intelligently, and we also have the ability to feel emotion. So when we talk about bettering ourselves, it does not only mean gaining the most material value for ourselves, but also gaining immaterial values such as emotions, happiness, and satisfaction. And that happens only when you treat other people a certain way, because it is an inherent human quality to feel guilty when you treat someone badly. Although there are people who do it and feel little guilt, they do end up feeling some kind of guilt, although they may try to hide it because of a state where they've taken themselves. And that's a state where what we refer to as brutes, as savages. These people, um, if they don't have the ability to feel, 
uh, in, that, in those certain ways, they are most likely sociopaths. They're, they're most likely people who are mentally ill. And that's why we have this um, definition of bettering ourselves, not only in terms of getting the most material value, which would be from stealing, from doing these things, but also getting immaterial value, satisfaction, and living morally. So that, that also, when we talk about bettering ourselves nowadays, we take that into consideration as well. And because that is taken into consideration, if everybody is looking out for themselves, it is ultimately going to lead to the benefit of society. And society is going to be advanced and everybody is going to be a lot more happy. Okay. Well, see, but the thing is not, I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, there, there, there are sociopaths out there, right? I mean, there are people who are just pure crazy. I mean, there's, there were a lot of outlaws in the Wild West. I mean, I'm sure there's bank robbers today that they do get a sense of satisfaction. They do get kind of a thrill out of the stuff that they do. You know, I mean, there, there are people out there that are just like playing crazy. Right. You know, but I would argue like what, why, you know, if they're getting satisfaction out of that, they're, if that's what they're doing, what makes them happy, then why is that kind of wrong still in a moral sense? And I would argue that the only sense that it's basically wrong is, oh, we think that's wrong, right? But if our purpose in life is just to better ourselves and do what makes us happy, if, you know, robbing banks and, you know, stealing stuff is what makes a guy happy, then why can't he do that, you know? Because he's doing it at the expense of other people, and we can understand why that's wrong. He's basically exploiting others, hurting other people in order to gain happiness from himself. And this is sadism, and this is a sense of happiness that is sort of manufactured and not real. Once To get a profound, long-lasting happiness, I know that this is a very idealistic way of looking at things, but to get a profound and long-lasting happiness, you have to do things that are morally correct. And people who do bad things like this, people who rob banks, steal from people, stuff like that, while they may get a, a, a thrill from doing that, none of them, very few of them actually, only the very dumb people, but n almost none of them would say that what they're doing is right. Even they could come to the conclusion that what they're doing isn't necessarily right, but they just don't care about that. They just want to do it anyway. This may be because they're crazy. This may be because they have some ulterior motives. But the point is that it's not moral, and even they can understand that when they're doing it. They might get a thrill from it, but that does not make it okay, mainly because of the fact that we are considering other people. And in order to better ourselves, we do have to consider uh, other people. In order to achieve a long-lasting happiness, in order to... Uh, come to a state where you feel like you're actually a genuinely good person to come to a satisfaction, uh, a stage of satisfaction like that, you do need to consider other people in order for your, in order to succeed by yourself as well. In order to, for example, become a rich, successful person, you do need to consider others, especially in capitalist society where you need to consider um, satisfying your customers. So that's one thing that we need to consider that in order to get the best possible outcome for ourselves, there is a uh, consideration for others that is involved. And this is why I argue that selfishness is very moral, but only when you consider that people are trying to do the best possible things for themselves. And this includes a moral standpoint and not only a material standpoint. And uh, people say the most rational thing, people say that um, if you're thinking only in terms of rationality, then people might do uh, crazy things in, in order to become uh, rich or stuff like that. But if they're actually thinking rationally, they also consider the fact that uh, they may feel guilt or they may not get a long-lasting happiness. They may uh, they, they may also consider the fact that what they're doing is wrong. So th that all of those things are not uh, being taken into consideration when people say that uh, stuff, doing stuff like that is rational. So our ability to think rationally, our ability 
to uh, feel empathy towards others uh, is what leads us to granting these rights, is what leads to us um, understanding why doing such things is wrong. And that those conclusions we come to by ourselves, using our own minds. And in general, we are doing what we think is best for ourselves. The people who do rob, the people who do uh, bad things like that, even if they may feel... Uh, a certain sense of excitement, um, um, even if they may get a thrill from that, very few will actually argue that what they're doing is right. And that, I guess, is my main point. Uh, also, considering the fact that uh, a lot of people who do this are not necessarily um, intelligent, they may be mentally ill, they may not have the ability to think rationally and to actually go through with uh, their rational, rationally thought decisions. So, yeah, that, that's basically what I was trying to say. Um, it was a bit <laughs> broken there, but... Um, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. What do you have to say about that? Um, okay, so I, I do kind of understand what you're saying, right? Like, you know, in, in the end, you're going to feel some kind of guilt about it. I think most people would feel guilt, but I guess I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I'm sorry if you feel like I'm just keep like poking holes, like by just throwing like random examples at you. But I would also ask you this, like what, let's just t- say, take the example of a Muslim terrorist, right? Like a radical Islamic terrorist, like ISIS, like, I mean, what else makes someone, you know, walk into a grocery store or wherever with a literal like bomb vest around strapped around their chest, you know, and to they know they're walking into certain death and are going to kill others. I mean, what would drive someone to do that other than they they truly feel deep down like they're doing what they consider to be right and they feel like they're going to get, you know, rewarded for it morally in the end. I mean, what what would drive someone to do that other than I feel like this is the right thing to do. I'm fighting the jihad, whatever, you know, whatever they believe. But what would, why would, why else would someone try to do that? Blind faith. It's, it's blind, faith? blind faith. And that's, that's one of the biggest problems because people are blind faith aren't really thinking rationally. And that, that brings me back to my main point that in order to do something right, you can't just uh, justify it using a higher power. You have to have rational thinking behind it. And such people who do stupid things and crazy things like this, aren't really thinking rationally. They're acting out of pure blind faith, and that is a stance based purely on emotion and a sense of faith uh, that they can't really justify rationally. But doesn't, first of all, like, doesn't being rational, isn't that kind of like a subjective thing? Like, what makes you rational or makes you irrational, right? That's something that's subjective. It's going to be different in the eyes of everyone. Also, you talk about, like, they're going purely based off emotion. Okay, but you know guilt also you talk about guilt you know feeling guilty feeling bad about yourself if you do bad things those are also emotions so in that sense you are also acting off of emotion like i shouldn't rob banks i shouldn't kill people because i'm going to feel guilty if i do that just like you know walking into a grocery store with a suicide vest on that's also kind of in a way acting off of your emotions you know right so what i would say to that is that um this is something once again that i address very Uh, in a lot of detail in my book, and that is the difference between rational emotions, rationally thought out emotions, and irrational emotions. But before I address that, to come back to your point about rationality being subjective, uh, people may see things uh, differently in terms of rationality. For example, I may think a certain thing is rational and somebody else may disagree with me. But I do believe that even if uh, humans may not always know it, there is an objective sense of rationality. And this is because if we come to the philosophical definition of rationality and we talk, we consider uh, the metaphysical theory that everything is absolute, uh, reality is absolute. Basically, what I'm trying to say, sorry, I, I, <laughs> I kind of uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, what I was saying is that rationality, um, in, from a philosoph- philosophical standpoint, is acting in accordance to reality. And reality, also from a philosoph- philosophical standpoint, it's widely uh, agreed 
on that reality is objective. Reality is absolute, even though humans can't o- can't always perceive reality. If there's no such thing as an absolute truth, if there's no such thing as an absolute reality, our entire uh, definition of knowledge, our, everything breaks down. It is also a contradiction in terms to say that there is no absolute truth. I'm sure you'd agree with me on this, that when someone says there is no absolute truth, that is basically an absolute in itself. So what, is that, is that an exception that... Um, there is no, there are no absolutes except this one absolute that says there are no absolutes. Well, that would be contradiction in terms. But the but the point is to to come back to the main point uh, that reality is absolute, and for that reason, rationality is also to a sense objective. Even if people may think about it differently, uh, there are certain people who are naturally more inclined to think rationally. So certain people who are less inclined to think rationally will think something is rational even though it's not rational. Okay, but how see how do we know that? our rationality is objective and not the rationality of say an islamic terrorist like no so rationality in general is objective but uh how we know that uh we can't really know absolutely whether uh our our way of thinking or our our our, uh, rationality is you know the right one but when we talk about islamic terrorists when we talk about other people similar to an islamic terrorist who make bad decisions they don't necessarily uh think rationally even if we consider that with uh, like many people would agree with this, that they're not thinking rationally. They're acting purely on emotion, uh, on an emotion that is not rationalized, and they're acting purely on blind faith. They're not actually considering. They're not going through the process of thinking rationally, and that's why they're coming to these decisions. Now there still are people who pe- people disagree on, on more basic things. Like if we come to politics, we talk about politics. Uh, a liberal may think that what they're saying is uh, very rational, whereas a conservative would disagree and would think that the opposite thing is rational. And while I wouldn't say that that is entirely uh, subjective, there is more of a sense of subjectivity to that, but that is mainly based on something that is less concerned uh, with morality and less concerned with things that are more clear-cut. For for something like, uh, in general, making bad decisions that most people can agree on are bad decisions, that comes to the point where we're talking about people acting purely out of emotion. If you give me any example of somebody making uh, an immoral decision in your eyes, or at least in the eyes of uh, the majority of society, I could either tell you why I believe that it was actually moral, or why that person was acting out of pure emotion, blind faith, or things like that, instead of acting rationally. Okay, but see, but your justification for why people, you know, shouldn't rob a bank is because I'm going to feel guilt afterwards. So isn't that also thinking off of more off of emotion than off of rational thought? Because guilt in itself is also an emotion. See, but I'd say emotion and rationality are both tools of reason. So if you if you think purely out of emotion, you're going to make dis- bad decisions. But if you think something through, like for example that conclusion that if I rob a bank I'm going to feel guilt, that is using, you know, the idea of cause and effect, using basically or a rational way of thinking. So it's a rationalized emotion. You're thinking something through prior to actually doing it. You're not actually just feeling an emotion and acting on it without thinking it through. So th- that's why that's where the you can make the distinction between rational emotions and irrational emotions. Once again, I go into a lot of detail in my book about this, so uh, I won't go into too much detail. But my point is that there is a di- distinction and a difference to be drawn between rational emotion and irrational emotion. And once again, there's a question of subjectivity and the question of who considers what a rational emotion and who considers what an irrational emotion. But apart from simply irrational emotion and rational emotion, you can also uh, consider the fact uh, 
you can consider people thinking things through before acting on certain emotions. And that, that could be a rational way to, to act on emotions and an irrational way to act on emotions again. But basically, there's different categories of emotion that you can split up that, for example, if I, if I feel something uh, completely exaggerated for the situation that I'm in, then that could be considered an irrational emotion. Or even if I feel a rational emotion but make a bad decision basis that uh, irrational emotion, uh, b- sorry, basis that rational emotion, then my uh, decision would end up being irrational. So there's all of these things to consider when you're talking about emotion. Because when you talk about emotion, almost every decision we make has a sense of emotion involved in it. But some don't accompany it with rationality, whereas others do. Well, I, I think, but also that in the sense of rationality, right? You could look at, uh, think about, okay, I'm thinking about robbing a bank, right? Yes, I'm going to feel a little bit of guilty about my about myself right but also my goal in life is to ensure my own survival and my own prosperity and in the end i guess i will feel a little bit of uh, well yeah sure i'll feel a little bit guilty about what i did sure but in the end i'm going to walk out with all this money i'm going to run off somewhere and be super rich right and so in that sense aren't you kind of thinking more rationally more rationally right because i'm thinking rationally in terms of my own survival and my own prosperity where and less emotionally because i'm not worried so much about how, how guilty i'm going to feel i'm just going to do what i assume is my personal duty in life and that is just to look out basically for myself well in reality you're you actually are thinking very emotionally in the sense that you're thinking only about your short term pleasure you're 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 thinking about after rob this bank i'm going to be rich i'm going to have a shit ton of money and I, and I, i'm going to have a lot of pleasure from this money and that's one of your main motives for doing so whereas if you thought rationally you'd be like okay if i want the most prosperity for myself if i want to do actual if i actually want to feel good about myself if i actually want to want the best outcome for myself i do something where i'm actually achieving something uh out of uh, you know uh, thinking rationally and morally so like as opposed to somebody being rich from actually working hard, uh, somebody who is rich from robbing a bank will not have the same amount of satisfaction, will not have the same amount of prosperity as a person who actually worked for and earned all of that money. Right, but maybe I'm not as smart, right? Or I don't have the skills to make as much money starting a career as if I did robbing a bank. So then in the end, I would still come out more prosperous, like 10 times more prosperous and maybe two times less happy, right? prosperous in in the sense of materialistic value but well, yeah but i mean without I, i'm not sure <laughs> sorry my mind is kind of blown right now right <laughs> but um i guess if but I, I would just i just kind of would feel like if we were thinking more rationally and less emotionally then you would care more about the materialistic things and less and less of like the emotional part of uh, aspect of it you know but if you think about um in in general like about morality uh, and you think about how um, making a certain decision would benefit you both emotionally and uh, in terms of prosperity, which would be uh, the most rational thing to do. For example, if I think of what is going to make me what's going to make me the most happy, if I make that decision, that would be a rational decision because it's thought through. I've considered reason. I've considered imagination. I've basically put myself in a place where I am um, considering the outcomes of different decisions. So I'm actually thinking things through and making a decision based on the fact that I know that a certain thing will make me more happy, it will give me more material value as well as immaterial value. And my material value will be a representation of my immaterial value. You're considering both uh, immaterial values and material values to come to a certain decision. Okay, but think about this though, right? I will rob this bank and I'll feel kind of guilty about that, sure. 
but then I'll have all this money and I can basically do all the things for the rest of my life. I can do all the things that I feel to be fulfilling, that I feel will make me happy and will make me satisfied and will make me feel like I am doing a good. And I mean, you, you, you kind of, you kind of see this sometimes like criminals trying to get out of the life and kind of trying to do good with their money. I mean, a lot, the, the goal, the dream of a lot of like outlaws is really like, I'm, I'm going to do this bad stuff, but I'm going to take this money, run away. And I'm just going to basically, I, at least in their like fantasy, right? They're going to try to do good, you know, for the rest of their life. Right. But if you, if you consider, I mean, it's, it's hard because I'd say that's, a more of a rare case than people who are doing uh, criminal tours, simply doing it for uh, purely for themselves. But then they t- uh, realize that, uh, in fact, it wasn't really as beneficial as, you know, g- going through another path, for example, actually taking up a career. Right. So, uh, like, if, if, if you compare the scenario of a, a person who um, is not that not necessarily uh, smart enough to um, achieve the amount of money or gain the amount of money they could if they um, did something like robbing a bank, even if you consider uh, them taking up a normal career and actually maximizing their potential as opposed to them robbing a bank, you could still, I mean, it still is a hypothetical situation, but you could still consider that that person would end up at the end of the day more happy if they maximize their potential uh, in a moral way than rather than just going and robbing a bank. Right. And I think I would agree with that, but I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like in some ways, right. If, if this person feels like they're going to get out ahead and they're going to do what, like what they feel is kind of correct. You know, I, I feel like without kind of some kind type of higher justification, you can't really rationalize, you know, why that, why that bank robber is, doing something wrong. I mean, yeah, I, I, here's the thing. We all do things that in our life that we know are wrong, right? We've all made mistakes. Right. And a lot of those mistakes, a lot of those bad things we've done were not just because we weren't trying to be evil, but a lot of them were because we wanted to do something for ourselves, for our own happiness, right? Like, why did you steal that cookie out of the, out of the jar, right? Uh, that it, was, it, was, it wasn't because I just want to be an evil person, but it was because I knew that cookie was going to make me happier, you know? And I, I, I mean, Maybe yeah yeah I guess I guess the reason you wouldn't the, you would think rationally in terms of oh well my parents are going to punish me right yeah. but without that kind of higher you know that's like a higher authority basically but without that like why is stealing from the cookie jar so wrong I mean if this is what's going to make me happy and without that higher authority telling me that's wrong then there's not really going to be those many long term consequences it's just going to be something that I kind of just did you know. Yeah, so that's why there's a different extent to which uh, bad decisions can be made. And you, you, you can consider, uh, I mean, stealing from a, a cookie jar is a very uh, basic example. I, I know you did that so that you could draw a comparison between the two. Uh, but like, you could still consider uh, rational ways of considering why it's wrong, not only because an authority is going to punish you for doing it. That, that's also the idea of um, in committing crimes. Like you shouldn't commit a crime because you know the government is going to punish you, but that's not the way you should think of it. You should think of it in a different way. For example, robbing a bank, basically what you're doing is you're, you are taking something uh, that you haven't earned. You're taking some from others, yeah, right? I agree. But something it's... that you haven't earned. Right. But I just feel like when on the surface level, yes, but when you're talking like on a higher philosophical level, it's, it's, you know, I mean, like, it's almost like if my goal in society is just to better myself, then why should I care for the good of others? You know? And it, yeah, you could argue, yeah, it'll make me feel a little bit guilty and sure. But 
is that there's a lot of things we do in our life that make us feel guilty, you know, but I'm not sure. Like, is that enough? Do you know what I mean? Right. But, um, I mean, if, if, if you're really considering, uh, like maximizing your potential and achieving a state where you're happy and you also have a material success, then it's, it's hard to say that, you know, robbing a bank and doing things like this are actually beneficial to you in the long term. I, I, yeah, I, I suppose so. But part of the reason they wouldn't be beneficial to you is because that higher authority is going to come in and punish you for those crimes. Not, not I mean, only. I mean, also because of the fact that we're, we're, we're taking the, uh, like, especially if we're, if we're bystanders, if we're, if we're thinking of it from, uh, like, our point of view and not from their point of view, if we're, if we're looking at them uh, as bystanders, uh, like you said, what's the way that we can rationally justify that what this person is doing wrong because he is uh, at the end of the day doing something to benefit himself but we we can look at that and say okay he's stealing from others he's he's taking that something that he hasn't earned something that he hasn't used his mind to produce and he's literally just uh, you know stealing it from someone and we can we can justify why that's wrong as bystanders and and that and that person may not think it's wrong or i mean a lot of people would but that person may think that you know the benefits that he gets from that is uh, really makes up or outweighs the the fact that he may feel a bit guilty or 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 the fact that he um may not achieve his maximum potential um but we we, we can as bystanders justify that and for that reason there is um a sense of you know uh understanding why it is actually irrational to all right. Well, I think. All right. Well, I think I know we're out of time here. I think this was a pretty great discussion. I'm gonna be honest. It just made me a little bit more confused. <laughs> but, um, but um, I, yeah, I think this was a great discussion, and um, I'm actually I'm curious to know what your listeners think. Like, do our equal rights just come from you know thinking rationally, or is it only because you know we have equal rights because we're all equal equally created essentially in the eyes of our creator? I think that's kind of an interesting respect. Like, which what do people see it as? You know. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I agree. It was a good discussion. Thanks for being on. This was uh, a very long podcast, but let's hope that the viewers and, um, you know, the listeners enjoy it and, uh, you know, gets them thinking about this as well. Uh, so thank you for being on once again. And uh, we'll definitely do another podcast soon in the near future. I'm thinking of doing a video podcast soon. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for being on. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been your host, Anissa Tute with uh, Vince on the other line. Thank you. This has been the sign of the dollar.